Does your pet have a nickname? 85% of pet owners have given their dog or cat at least one nickname, and most mm. of it, uh, more than their, they use it more than their actual name. We have so many for our dog. Her name was Alex when we got her. Mm-hmm. Glenn wanted to change it to Alice. And I'm like, no, I like Alex. Mm-hmm. So we kept it. We call her Alex the Wonder Mutt, Schmoo, Schmoopy, Floof, Pretty Lady, and more. Um, how about this one? Have you ever gotten two pets at once and named them together? You've done that, Kev. Mm-hmm. Well, when people do that, the top themes we go with are pop culture icons, fictional characters, and what you guys did, historical figures. Yeah. Those we were, are the most popular for two dogs. Lucrezia, we're Lucrezia and Cesare. And uh, we chose those names. If you're familiar, mo- people are either familiar with those names or they're not. And if you are, I'm you not. know, they were two of the most notorious. There was brother and sister duo, and they were just notorious, awful people. And we thought, we'll redeem those names and give those names to our <laughs> to dogs. sweet doggies. And, and the funniest part is Cesare, he was one of the most violent, fearful people that ever walked the planet of the Earth, right? Planet, planet of the Earth. Planet Earth. Cesare, our dog, is the most docile, meek, <laughs> nice, kind, gentle dog you would ever meet. So he's mission accomplished. Yeah. He, is, he has redeemed the name. Do you have any super outdated technology still in your house? Like maybe your kids would be like, Mom, Dad, what's that? You mean other than me? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about it in just a minute. Do you have any outdated old technology in your house? Um, If you're like me and my husband, Glenn, we moved a little over a year ago. You purge. And so we have none. And this is what got me to thinking about this. A report just came out that CD sales are up for the first time in 17 years. Hmm. And I do not have any way to listen to a CD. I don't have a CD player. There's no CD player in my car. I don't have a CD player in a computer tower like here at work because a a listener dropped by a CD of of original songs. And I feel so bad because I can't can't even say, oh, I gave it a listen. Um, Do you have a way to listen to a CD? Um, Well, seeing that you have that CD in your possession. No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, from a listener. No, no, no. I didn't. (laughs) I wasn't going to pressure you. Uh, Yes. As a matter Um, of fact, um, yes, I do. We have one in my wife's car has a CD player in it. It's old enough to have one. And then then specifically to listen to CDs, I went and bought a cheapy one of those like portable CD players. And we have it on top of our turntable at home. So you can plug that into the turntable and listen to CDs. Big time music guy. Why do you think CD sales are up for the first time in 17 years? You think it's something to do with the pandemic? I think it was pandemic. Pandemic and see honestly, if you talk to anyone in a record company, CD sales were so low that the increase really is a blip on the screen. The thing that's most interesting is how how popular vinyl is. Yeah, People I heard want stuff on vinyl like crazy. On the CDs, what they're doing is they're adding all kinds of little perks that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And that's helping with CD sales. Yeah, they do that. But what I prefer to do nowadays, I buy the vinyl and then I listen to it streaming on my, I have a streaming app and I listen to the music streaming and I want to own the vinyl. But you don't listen to the vinyl? No, I do. Oh, I do. Home, but you said yeah. you just listen to the streaming. If I'm out and about oh, in the car, got it, or whatever, got it. But if you're home, you prefer a record I player. Under, I don't understand, dear car makers. Why did you just stop? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I guess expense or something, and everybody has MP3s. But there are plenty of us that have stuff that you can only. I have a lot of stuff 
I mean, tons of music that is only available on CD. It's the only way I can listen to it. Maybe they're going to start making cars with record players. Because <laughs> <laughs> vinyl is so popular. So everybody okay. can listen to their, to their vinyl. Why not, right? <laughs> Have you noticed the difference between how car lovers and non-car lovers talk about cars? It can be pretty comical at hmm. times. We're going to talk about that next. Have you noticed that f- hilarious dichotomy when you're ha- when you have a car lover with someone who's like with cars like me? Yeah, and that's my I, wife and I. I love cars. Yeah, and she's I'm, like could take them or leave. Them. I love like my car and I love driving it, but I don't like go looking around like, ooh, look, that's the new blah 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 or that one. My husband totally will, do that. My husband plays this game with me where he um he'll say, hey, do you like that car? And I'll be like, ah. Eh. I don't really like that one. And then he'll show me the same one in a different color. And I'll go, I really like that car. <laughs> it's just a different color. But this is the best example ever of the dichotomy between a car lover and someone's like, eh. Mm-hmm. So, okay, my sister's home with her one daughter while her husband's on a trip with their older daughter to go scout out a couple colleges. And she's, you know, just trying to keep tabs on her husband. They had a big, long delay. They got stuck on the tarmac. Then they waited like 90 minutes just to get their rental car. And so he sent a picture of the car they rented. And she just put, nice, how does it drive? (coughs) Excuse me. I'm just laughing so hard already. And he basically almost gave like a review. (laughs) Not bad. Quiet, but heavy, bland steering. Need to get used to the seven hours tomorrow should do it. Ha. Brown leather and captain chairs in the middle. Was set to eco mode, so need to take that out. It, but probably best to leave it leave it on with gas prices the way they are. <laughs> so she got like a, a consumer report review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're talking about uh, car lovers and people that are car lovers being around people who aren't car lovers. Right. That would in in our family that would be me. I love cars. If it if it has wheels and it goes fast, it'll catch my eye. My wife she couldn't care less. But she she's come to you know tolerate me going oh look that's a bugatti or wow look that's a ferrari or you know when you see one of those exotic she's cars. come to tolerate yeah, it she's come to tolerate it the one thing <laughs> it took, that a, to- it took one, a method the one thing that she won't tolerate though is when a motorcycle catches my eye i'll go oh and she'll just go no <laughs> she's that worried that you might go out and get one huh yeah, because she wow. she sees the gleam in the eye and the enthusiasm mm-hmm. with which I go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't want to have to worry no. about her husband, who's never ridden motorcycles before, <laughs> to all of a sudden get a motorcycle. She's not, not okay with That's that. That's funny. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good Do you have a ton of fond memories at your local church? Sunday school, those potlucks, those weddings. Well, a grandma has been going to St. Mary's Church for years. She got married there and witnessed her daughter's wedding there. So when she heard they were going to knock down the church building, she was devastated. Mm. Well, her kids got together and surprised her with a pew from the church that she gets to keep. Wow. She was in tears. She was so touched by their gesture. It's mm. really sweet. I wonder, okay, how long was the pew and where do you keep that? I'm wondering if they're going <laughs> to use like it. a section of out it or in the garden. Or? But my, um, my neighbor has, um, it wasn't from a church. You can buy church pews. Mm-hmm. She has a church pew right at the entrance of her house. Like right when people walk in, they can set their purse there, take their shoes off there, whatever they want. There's around the corner from where I I ride my bike uh, a lot. There's a church 
that was converted into a house. Someone lives there now. Oh, wow. I yeah, think that would, that, be, done that would be kind of cool. Talking about that nostalgia you feel for that church you grew up in. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Do you have a lot of memories associated with the church you grew up with? Um, I um, did something um, a couple years ago that was very nostalgic. I grew up in a little tiny church called Elmhurst Bible Church, and my dad was the pastor. And so Sundays were a big day in our family. We all had to get ready, get there. My dad, uh, it was such a teeny tiny church. My dad had to lead the music too. So he would pick out the hymns and he did this thing. He would hold the hymn book and he would, he would kind of like, almost like he was directing a choir with his other hand, like, you know, I can't. Did he know anything about music? Just as I am. No, he did not. He did not. That's so he would just like watch Lawrence much... Welk for tips? I guess he loved that show. You know what I need? I need a baton. Yeah, a so baton. He, would, he would lead the singing. We would sing the hymns and then my dad would preach. In fact, uh, one of my treasured possessions I have right now is back when my dad um, was a pastor, um, he didn't have MS yet. And his handwriting was amazing. And I got his notes from a Mother's Day sermon that he mm. preached. But I have so many memories. Um, I used to like do things like go hang out in the kitchen when they were getting ready for potlucks. And I was just a little girl in that church. I, I'm under third grade because then we mm-hmm. moved to Florida. And so when I went off to college, I went back to Illinois, went to Wheaton College. One of my friends and I decided to drive out to Elmhurst and go to Elmhurst Bible Church and just check it out. And tell me if this has ever happened to you with your childhood church. Everything looked so tiny. Hmm. When I was a kid, to me, it was this bigger, it was a big church. And Might had as the well big sanctuary. Notre Dame Cathedral, right? Yeah, the big <laughs> Sunday school classrooms. And I go back and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so little. It's a teeny tiny church. It was a strange experience. So a lot of people will ask me, Kev, how do you and your wife do it? You have five. We had six, but you currently, you have five dogs. That sounds like a lot. I can't imagine. Well, the answer is, it is a lot. (laughs) And I I was hoping to get y'all's advice on uh, something that my wife said, I'm going to do, I'm going to get all the dogs done with this one thing today, going to do them all today. I think it's too much. I'll tell you what it is next. You know, I should post a video sometime of what it's like to feed all five of our dogs at once. That's quite the operation. And, and people ask me a lot of times, Taylor, how do you guys do it with five dogs? That, that's I a don't lot. know how you do it. We're so wrapped up in our one. It's exhausting. You know it, it, I think it's you just get in a routine, kind of like when we had uh, all the kids at home. People are like, oh, my gosh, four kids. That's a lot of kids. You just get in a routine. It just becomes the new normal, and that's what you do. But do you get any sleep? So uh, Occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. Can't complain. But here's the thing that Tracy wants to do today. For some reason, she decided today all the dogs need a bath. They all need a bath, and all five of them. Now, remember, three of them are greyhounds, big dogs. All five of them need a bath today. Hmm. I said, why all in one day? Why don't you space it out? Do, like, maybe two today. Wait and do, like, two. And then she's like, no, if I'm getting the bathroom a mess, because we have a big tub in the bathroom, one of those, like, step-in big things. Um she said, if I'm getting the bathroom a mess, if I'm going through all the trouble and I'm, I'm going to get hot and sweaty, giving them a wrestling dog, I'd rather just get it all done at once. Oh, her back is going to be so aching. Now, on the upside, our daughter, April, who has worked at, at a couple of dog kennels, mm-hmm. she has a lot of experience in doing this, and she's going to be there to help as well. Um, okay. So she does have some help. Because they're so tall and your bath is 
like you said, it's a step in, it's deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would it be better on everybody's backs if they just did it outside with a garden hose? That's how I would do it. That's how I have done it when I've bathed the dogs. Mm-hmm. It's also why we think uh, Artessa, because when we got her, she came from a rescue and she smelled terrible. So the first thing we did was gave her a bath. That was my job. We think that's why it took her like six months to warm up to me. Ah, you're the one who did that cold garden hose on right, her. Right, exactly. Exactly. Cause so, effect world. That's so funny. What do you think? Would you be like me and say like, don't do like two today, two maybe next week? If she's got April's help, I say do all five outside. Or would you want to get it all done all at once in one fell swoop? How would you handle it? Hey, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. So we're talking about my doggies. We have a pack of five, and my wife wants to give all five of them baths today with the help of my daughter, April. For me, I'm like, five is too many. You should spread that out. What, what do you think? I'm on board with your wife. Um, I would just rather go ahead and, you know, tackle all of them because, you know, if they're snugglers like my cats, then they're going to snuggle up on each other. And believe it or not, I give my cats baths and they enjoy it. And Oh, wow. Yeah, this is taking a while. Let me tell you that. Hey, here's here's an idea. We also have next to the big step in tub is a uh, a shower. What if we just put all five of them in the shower, turn it on, close the door? <laughs> <laughs> Hope they hey, set themselves up. That's meeting in the middle. Yeah, exactly. I think that's meeting in the middle for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good advice. Thanks. Have you been a little down or depressed lately? Blue spaces are the cure for the blues. You know, you hear so much about green spaces. New research revealed that walking along the beach improves your mood and your well-being. Can't afford a beach vacation? Good news. Short walks near water are especially helpful in lifting your mood. So it can be a lake, a river, or they they learned even a fountain worked. Um, I guess some of us are just going to have to fill the kiddie pool in our backyard because that's the only water <laughs> Put your feet around. In, splash around a yeah, little bit. That's yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, I, I'd like to get one of those Zen fountains in my office. What's that? But the only, like, it's just a little fountain. It's trickling water goes over these rocks. Oh, you'll and just stuff. have to go to the bathroom with I'm, how much coffee you drink. Exactly what I was going to say. Is all I would do is wind up going to the bathroom more than I already do now. <laughs> Are your kids rule followers or do they like to push the limit with you? Coming up, wait till you hear the scheme these little boys cooked up to bend the rules. Are your kids rule followers? These little boys came up with quite the devious plan to bend the rules that mom and dad have put in place. Ben and Fabian, they have to turn in their smartphones to their mom and dad before bedtime every night at 9 p.m., And this was a new rule. Mom and dad were tired of their kids being sleep-defied, tired of them playing video games instead of doing homework. So that's the new rule. Well, they created fake iPhones by taping a photo of their phone to their case. And they even padded the case. And every night, 9 (laughs) p.m., turned in the fake phones. But mom and dad were a little too smart. They started thinking, wait a minute. Why are Ben and Fabian like joyfully like here's my here phone you go. here you go why are, why is there not a fight and then mom looked down and saw a piece of tape sticking out and realized what the boys had done she said it was hard to be mad though because she thought it was so genius that's, that they came up with that idea it's big heads up for later on in life uh, yep <laughs> watch out have the car back in the driveway by midnight and if they look out and see a giant cardboard car <laughs> they'll know it all started with the phones well, it's an interesting question when you think about your kids. Who's the rule follower? Who's the rule breaker? You had four sisters, Taylor. Be interesting to hear who in your family was the rule <laughs> follower, who was the rule breaker. With with my own four kids, 
I have distinct, like one is 100% rule follower, the other one 100% rule breaker. We'll talk about it next. So we're talking about kids. Are they rule followers or rule breakers? And man, it's funny. Same kids raised by the same parents in the same house, same values, same lessons taught to those kids. And they can have wildly different Mm -hmm. views on whether the follow the rules or whether the rules are mere suggestions. (laughs) And in our house, my daughter, Amber, 100% rule follower. I mean, big time. Like, uh, it could be on something inconsequential, and if she didn't follow the rule, she would get really upset. Aww. Feel like she like let us down yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And we never, at least we didn't as the parents, feel like we put that pressure on her, but she felt it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she's still that way. She wants, a, even though she's in the work world now, not school, she still wants A pluses from her bosses. She wants them all to be happy with her work, wants everybody to be, you know, like, thrilled with with what she puts out there which is an employer is great yeah as an employee it can leave you feeling kind of stressed then on the opposite side of that pendulum was my daughter autumn 100 percent rule breaker absolutely i mean my favorite story of her is she's like i don't know like three or four years old and she had this problem with chocolate she would steal chocolate mm-hmm. and eat it even if, tracy would hide it and she'd find it well one time she had these hershey kisses kisses out tracy did in a dish and she told the kids, don't eat those. Those are for like companies coming. Don't eat those. Yeah. So, of course, they're all gone. And I go in the girl's bedroom and there are all these wrappers under Autumn's pillow. And she comes walking in with a chocolate ring around her mouth. And I said, boy, it's the weirdest thing. Mom said, don't no one eat the chocolates and they're all gone. Do you have any idea where they are? And she looks up at me, you know, her little blue eyes peeking through her blonde curls I don't know, Daddy. (laughs) Chocolate (laughs) ring around her mouth. Really? I wonder where all these rappers came from. She looks up at me again with the same sincere look. I don't know, Daddy. (laughs) Wow. That is bold. I remember playing Candyland with her when she was three, and she was hiding cards. (laughs) Candyland. I didn't know you could cheat. See? Same kids raised under the same roof with the same parents. Wildly different view on what the rules actually mean. So it's funny when you're talking about uh, kids who are rule breakers or rule followers, and I was mentioning my daughter Amber, my daughter Autumn. Mm -hmm. Um, If something happened in the house, something went wrong, uh, we knew you could go to Amber, apply a little bit of parental pressure, and she would crack. She would tell you what, who did what, what happened. Oh, yeah, she she would totally break under the pressure. Whereas Autumn, no, she was, she was a rock. She would, she would ride that horse down the wrong path and just keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> what about you and yours? You have four sisters. Four sisters in the, the middle. Rule, rule follower, um, rule breaker. I would have got, I would say, ugh, so embarrassing. I'm probably the biggest rule follower, at least as a kid I was. Mm-hmm. My oldest sister, Suzanne, my poor parents, I think she's the one who gave them all their gray hair because she always <laughs> pushed it. Like I found out later in life that she told mom and dad she saw the movie E.T. like eight times. Yeah. And they thought she just loved that movie. And she was going to see other movies that she wasn't supposed to go see. Yeah. But I think I was wrong because I just got a text from my sister, Sarah. And she said she was the quiet, naughty one. So I'm like, wait a minute. That's a phone call, not a text, sis. Right. I got to find out what these stories are. What was going on? I know. What, what don't what's I know it, about? What's happening? Like, and then my my sisters who are younger than me, they went, I went to Wheaton. They went to University of Florida and they were in the marching band. So mm-hmm. I think they 
had a few more wild oats sown than hmm. than I would at Wheaton. <laughs> they so. went they went and marched in the Macy's parade. Mm-hmm. You went to Wheaton in the Holy Land. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they went literally to Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> you went to the Holy Land. Bottom line, you could say I was the boring sister. Apparently two years ago today, Taylor, we were all obsessed with you want to take a guess? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Man, I was just blown up with toilet paper memes a couple of years ago. And it is, here's one thing. We should all give each other a high five for we, we it does appear that we kept a pretty good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Corona toilet paper was, memes were hilarious. Corona was bearing down on us. Like the one there was Mr. Whipple. Remember him from the Charmin ads? Don't squeeze the Charmin. Mm-hmm. It was Mr. Whipple, who was, if you don't remember those ads, he was a really old grocery store clerk. Um, anyhow, a picture of him and it said, sexiest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the one pop into your memories that I made? It was a guy kneeling down in front of a girl at a beach like he's proposing, but it's a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> and instead of he went to Jared's, it says he went to Costco. <laughs> All right. A couple more. These are toilet paper ones, too. Uh, Gollum looking at a roll of toilet paper and going, precious. <laughs> And then one of the, the cast of Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. Remember, mm-hmm. they're castaways on this desert yeah. island. And it said, uh, Gilligan's Island, proof you can live without toilet paper. <laughs> and then there's one going around now. that I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a, it's a baby. And the baby's wearing a onesie. And on the onesie, it says, they didn't stay six feet apart. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw you post that. Do you know what um, is in, going on in my house? I... I got so scared we were going to run out of TP. It was, I mean, we didn't, I couldn't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. My husband couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners, Joseph, told me, oh, this place is selling it. And it came like six months later from China. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll get a roll out and think, I'm just going to use this up. That's ridiculous. And then I'm like, that's kind of scratchy. And I put it back away <laughs> and get out a nice soft roll instead. Well, I can't use it up. There you go. If you want to know, does communism work? Just try their toilet paper <laughs> and you'll know the answer right. is no. Our producer Griffin took a couple days off because his kids were on spring break mm-hmm. and uh, they went to the beach and he said vacation was going great until <laughs> and he'll fill in the blanks Can't wait in to a hear minute. The until. All right. Yeah. It's coming up next. Boy, I had some vacation envy of you, Griff, the past uh, past week. Yeah. Headed to the beach with the kids. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. That looked like fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was their spring break. We went to the beach. We had a nice beach day one day. Got out in the ocean and the Mm -hmm. waves. It was really cold, but we still had fun. Kids played in the sand. It didn't look... The pictures didn't make it look cold. It was kind of... It was like 70. I didn't read any of the descriptions. You might have been like, oh, we're freezing. I didn't know you guys (laughs) looked looked like you were having fun in the sun. Right. Uh, We went to a zoo. Kids got to feed giraffes and cows and birds. And we had lots of fun. Um, We're on our way back. And we're about an hour and a half from home, and suddenly we get a flat tire. Oh, no. yeah. You know, all you want to do is at that point, you just want to be home. You want to yes. be in your own house, right. sleep in your own bed that night. And you have two kids and a two dog. Two kids with us, and a day. the whole family's in this car, and I was able to at least get over to an exit ramp. I'm just on the ramp on the side of the road, and, you know, we belong to one of those, uh, you know, roadside assistance clubs. Yeah. So, yeah. like, all right, we'll just call them and have them come change the flat, because we're kind of on a, a incline. We don't want to risk doing it ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there's a whole, long story short, there's miscommunication. It's a whole issue. No one ever comes out. They say <gasps> they're going to be there. We wait for them. No. no one shows up. So, and my wife's on the phone with them, like, trying to figure something out. And while she's on the phone, I'm like, all right, 
I'll do this myself. I'll step up. So I changed the tire all by myself. <gasps> Yay! And, uh, it only took like 10 minutes. And then, and then the whole way home, Sarah's really nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the spare says, don't go over 50 miles an hour. Right. Wow. And she's looking on her phone app, and you're you're going 51. Yeah. You're going 51. Well, like, oh, 70's probably okay, right? But <laughs> yeah. well, we made it home safely. And, uh, but we ended up spending like two hours there waiting uh, when it only took me 10 minutes to do it. I should have yeah. just done it in the first place. You probably but. felt so manly. I you, did. You've always said you try so hard to be more manly. I, I felt very manly, very That's accomplished. All. I bet what your father-in-law uh, was so proud of you. <laughs> what were the kids like while you were changing? Like, come on, Dad, you can do it. They were actually they, they, they were so glued to their tablets and checked out. <laughs> I don't even think they knew what was going on. Wow. The whole, through the whole process. They were just watching their shows. They yeah. were fine, yeah. So they'll never know how to handle an emergency. Probably not, no. <laughs> Unless there's a YouTube video right. somewhere. Of, Here's what to do if you get a flat tire. Because you did not pay attention. Now your right. dad handled it yeah. when you got a flat tire. So I, I'm feeling a little bummed. Uh, I, I think my friend Joey violated the bro code. Really? And, uh, yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. You know, we he and I, we, we're both cyclists and we ride bikes together a lot. We live on separate parts of town, so... Mm-hmm. If I'm in his part of town, I'm going to let him know, hey, I'm in town, I'm riding. And if he comes to my part of town, I expect a little heads up. And I saw he post all these pictures, like, in my neighborhood, like around where I live, riding his bike. He didn't even didn't even call to say, hey, I'm going to be riding bikes. Well, you should and... go to the person who offended right, you. We're, we're going to give my friend Joey a call here in a minute and see what his if he has a valid excuse. So we got to call my friend Joey. I got, I got a bone to pick with him. Uh, I'm a little hurt by something that happened over the weekend. Uh, hey, Joey. Hey, man. How are you, brother? I'm okay. How are I'm... you, Taylor? Good. Doing great. I think you might be a little bit sorry that you picked up the phone. Yeah. yeah. My, <laughs> I, I've got some uh, hurt feelings I'm dealing with. And I thought, you know, I'd go directly to the source of the hurt. And that, that would be you, Joey. Oh, man. What have I done now? <laughs> I, I saw over the weekend you posted that you went on this fun ride on Saturday morning. And it was in my neck of the woods, right in my neighborhood. And you didn't even I... call to give me the option to ride with you. It was a rehab ride for my buddy Kim because, uh, you know, when you've not ridden for geez, six or eight months, she's like, I want to go real slow. And uh, yeah. Uh, right, and Kevin's so all about it. KOMs and Strava and records and stuff. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> you, get, no, I didn't get any of that. He, you sure. weren't the one for this ride, Kev. That's why he didn't call you. I wasn't even given the option to like, hey, hey why don't you meet us halfway and we can... Get a coffee or something. Oh, man. This is a serious bro code violation. <laughs> mia copa, mia copa. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get fast enough to keep up with you, buddy. Ah, there we go. Turn on the flattery. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. See, aren't yeah. you glad you went to the source instead of complaining about Joey behind his back? And look, there's a logical <laughs> explanation. Oh, there's a logical explanation for why he violated the bro code and hurt my feelings. Got it. Okay. <laughs> No problem. Broke <laughs> uh, code violation, no doubt. All right, Joe, you're off the hook. Just don't let it happen again. You have a great day. You too, man. Take care. Okay, so I, I was just pretty vulnerable saying that I was hurt. Mm-hmm. Saw my friend Joey's pictures riding his bike. Yeah. We always ride bikes together whenever we can. He was right in my part of town. Mm-hmm. Didn't even send me a text. Like, We've all been there. Hey, you might see some pics, but I'm riding with somebody really slow. That would have been nice. A little yeah. heads up. Okay. That's what I was just about to ask. Has that ever happened to you? You see like... Friends or your sister or somebody posted something about them having a great night out, and you're like, I was just sitting home by myself. I didn't do anything. Oh, they yeah. could have texted me. Yeah. I mean, it happens. You think of it as happening normally to teenagers, but it totally happens to adults. And <laughs> probably the, the, 
the toughest FaceTime call I ever took in my life. Yeah. And I knew this was happening. They were not trying to hide it from me. But um, two of my really good friends did one of these YOLO trips to Paris. And they got a flight for like $400 on... um, Oh, uh, they had to go through Iceland. Okay. Air Iceland or right. Icelandic Air. That's what it's called. So it was like super affordable. And they, I can't imagine sitting on a plane that long for that short of a trip because they were in Paris like a grand total of like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. But they FaceTimed me. I was in the middle of this drudgery kind of a like not great work day where yeah. I was going to meetings and stuff. And they FaceTimed me. They were in Paris late at night. And they had rented little bikes and they were riding bikes and they were in front of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so happy for you, too. That was, uh, that was FOMO. Oh, that was, that was man. Big, big How could FOMO. you not? Riding little bikes with baskets in front of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, I was thrilled they thought to FaceTime me so I could sort of be a part of it, but it was pretty hard. <laughs> Next time, just post pics. Yeah. That's totally fine.